0: Hello everyone, I wanted to talk about um, what was it like for me (laughs) to do those organized crime episodes. Well, it was excruciating in terms of recalling memories as well as Researching the negative effects of organized crime, researching um, how people are traumatically affected by organized crime, um, how people are traumatically infected and traumatically defected both by organized crime. And I know those effects effects, infects, and defects personally. I just wanted to give y'all more education that the experts were providing as well as my personal experiences because I think both have been meaningful to discuss organized crime. I remember an organized crime. Um, I... I remember... Um, there were times when I was doing the episodes that I had to catch my breath and I had to get myself together because telling those stories was very exceedingly Brutalized. Um, It's like... I... Grew up where... People were... Negative rebels... With negative causes. Evil rebels... With evil causes abusive rebels with abusive causes, uh, trauma rebels with traumatic causes, victimizing rebels with victimization causes, violent rebels with violent causes, criminal rebels with criminalistic causes for the purposes of criminality, And growing up in that world, there was, for me, I remember, and I'm just doing all this episode, just talking from my heart, okay? I remember hating the reputation I had in that world. I I told a little bit of this story last yesterday. I remember there were times where I had to do shootouts Uh, about two to four times it was the trappers and the pimps. they would sometimes get so angry with me for no reason that they felt like I was a threat to them because of my gentleness and spirit, right? Sometimes in that world, you can have such a pure heart that they just get mad at you because no matter how many times they try to break you, um, they can't make you, therefore they can't break you. And they knew that with me, no matter how many times they tried with the child sex rings, um, no matter how many times they tried to get them, and how many times they were having adults rape me and sex crimes of those things of that nature, I, I still had my pure heart and I still enjoyed my life and I was still glad in my, my soul. Not condoning all the evil that happened, but I still stayed truthful my genuine nature. So I remember there were times they tried to get their gun and say, you know, I'm uh, e, 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 I, 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 and a I fit rage in, in like these these evil fits of their evil right, their pure evil fits, their pure evil rage. They would grab their gun. And I remember pointing my gun at them. Um, there were times Traffic attempts. I had my gun on my black pistol, uh, it was on my the one I usually carry. Um, and I remember that they were shot because of and I pointed at them, and my hand was on the trigger, and so I remember. They shot in my direction. I dodged in time, and I ended up shooting them right back. And I only fired like one shot, but it was near their temple. I knew where the kill shots were, and the temple was the one that the criminals told me um, that's like that's the most effective way to end life with a gun. And so they ended up serving uh, time in the hospital, you know, getting, you know, recuperating, recovering, and then they went to jail because little, I I did not know this, but some of the victims, their courage came out and they reported to the uh, law enforcement what happened, but they reported the rapes that happened to them um sometimes with victims they don't say everything because some memories may be repressed, or they may block out certain memories because some memories are so traumatic that to remember it is trauma in and of itself so some of them use that as a catalyst you know the, them trying to kill me the, the the victims none of the victims got hit but they Were just they shot and missed, but nobody got hit. I didn't know that the the victims were secretly watching through a a peephole. Um, Sometimes in the world of organized crime, just like other buildings, you have these peepholes where people see you, you don't see them. And so what occurred was the victims said, "Okay, we're going to law enforcement." And so I remember that guy ended up serving uh, life in prison without the possibility of parole. Um, And the victim said, you know, we didn't want to put your name in what happened. We did not want to get you in any kind of trouble. But we figured if we tell our story what happens to us, this is our way of standing up for you and taking a stand for you. This was before the language, taking a knee, taking a meal, the whole um, phenomenon that Colin, Colin Kaepernick is to our generation of millennials and general Zers. Um, we At the time, we said, take a stand. Now we say, take a knee, take a meal. Some of us say, take a stand. Some of us say, hey, take a stand and take a knee, right? We say both, you know, so people can everybody feels included in the advocacy um, quote. Uh, another time, um, so that guy, that guy, I remember he was a South American guy. He was from South America. Um, another one was from, the Dominican Republic. But she was a woman. And one day. It's myself and the victims. we in a. Um, we're in their headquarters. And I remember one of them. I remember that. Woman from the Dominican Republic. She just got angry. At me. And. She told me to come here. And I asked her, why? Don't act off me, just come here. And I said, I'm not until you tell me why. There were times where I'm like, I'm tired. And that's when she tried to pull her belt out. I pulled my belt out too. I, I wasn't going to hit her with it, but I, that was my way of letting her know. I, I'm I'm not to be played. I I had enough self-control to tell myself in the moment, uh, inaudibly, silently, don't hit a woman. But I had my belt to my side to let it be known, you're not going to have an easy time trying to get to do what you want to do. So I had the belt out not to use it on her. But that was also my way of saying, don't try me. And when she saw my belt out, she put her belt back on because it was like, oh, Antonio's not playing. Because there were times where usually I did what she wanted. Sometimes she whooped me with it. And that particular, I just got tired. I'm like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm going to not do what I'm told to do. And I'm not going to... um, obey. And usually she would try right. but that day she was like, come here, take, you know, take your clothes off. You know what I want. And I just, and that's when I was like, uh, no. Uh, no. Did you just say no to me? I said, you heard what I said. That I didn't stutter. You know I said no. Don't ask me that dumbass question. I said that. I was just so angry. And, um, Actually I said don't ask that dumb question because I didn't feel comfortable cursing toward a woman. I was, because my grandma said not to, so I was like I'm asking that dumb question. And that's when she tried to get her gun. Like, say that one more time. And and before she could get her gun, I put my gun on the tape. I was trying to stand up to a woman without aiming the gun at her without using a weapon on her. Without using my hands or raising my voice. I never did that even during that time. I was I was still like, okay, I gotta be a genuine about standing up to myself to a woman. That's what I had to speak my piece on that. And so what she tried to do was before she could fire at me, I saw the victims of human trafficking. They came and they jumped her. I mean, I was just like, wow. Uh, For the most part, we submitted to being abused because we didn't have a choice, usually when they said, take your clothes off, you know? That was their signature phrase. It was like, we would have no choice but to submit to being raped, as well as whooped with a belt, it was usually that. Or sometimes they'd point a gun at us to control us. But I noticed when they got to me, uh, they were hesitant. Because they would start and then they would go, and then put the gun down. Most of the time they just raised at me real quick and then put it down. Everybody else they put point down for long periods of time. And that particular day the victim us the victims found courage in me standing up for myself in such a gentlemanly shield way. And they jumped her. I did not tell them to do it. Sometimes victims just get sick and tired. And they just go for it. That's what occurred. And um, she tried to shoot at them when she was open, but they took her gun off. And she ended up doing decades in jail because some of the victims reported to law enforcement. They were able to sneak off, go to the police tell what happened. She was in jail. There were a lot of traffickers. I'm just giving you a handful of stories. on what I saw. Most of the time we weren't able to stand up for ourselves. The way we would have liked to. Most of the time we had to get into being traumatized. Okay the third story. This is all off the top of my head. This is how I'm talking for real. I remember for me. Um... for myself? I think for me with the third story that I remember there were a group of there were two men two women trafters Oh, I, I think there were two men from India and there were two women from hmm, Central America. And I think that they were all trying to shoot me. I shot and hit the men. I was able to dodge because they're all shooting at me. And they were lousy um people because the way they would shoot is much easier to just dodge because they they weren't disciplined with the gun. They weren't like well they weren't disciplined at all. They had no self-control, no self-discipline, but they weren't professional hits people. They were just a- aiming aimlessly. While with the men, I was able to put bullets in them. I was five, and with the women, but um, I had um, I had the women. At the women's victims got my gun, and they shot the women. The women victims were like, "Oh hell no!" Because the victims liked me, because I was nice to them, they're nice to me, and the women victims shot the women and actually killed them and it was never reported. They just, sometimes when people are found dead and you have unmarked graves, that's what happened. I did not feel comfortable pointing my gun at a woman. So I was even valuing chivalry and gentlemanliness even during such beyond just trying times, beyond the rough times, you know. And those guys um, were in and out of hospitals. They got, they got diseases from what happened. To my knowledge, they didn't get killed. Because I, I didn't shoot to kill, I would shoot as a way of stopping you from trying to end my purposes on earth. I'm like, you're trying to cancel my fulfillment of my life on this earth. I'm not gonna shoot to kill. I'm shooting to shock. you. So the way I would shoot, it wasn't kill shot my it was more of, you're gonna suffer. But I don't want to end I want to end what you're trying to do evilly, pure evilly to me. And so those are times where I did use the gun. Um, I was compassionate with the gun, with the belt. Like with the belt, I remember beating some other traffickers with it because they hit me and we would hit each other with belts. And I won. That happened a few times couple of times a few times it didn't happen very often with me and so yes I just want to clarify that um I, I want to clarify since I remember the trafficking world with me um That was just a rough-ass world for me. And another thing I remember about that world was, um, practice and attempts would socialize with us, take us out to eat, or go for a walk or do things, you know, go to a park, and do all the social things that people normally do. The headquarters was... A lot like mother crime stores. It was filled with um, with a lot of the adults who Had criminal buildings that looked like abandoning buildings on the outside, but they looked like brand new houses on the inside, and that's what the headquarters said to me. I remember being in DC. I remember. I I, I remember just, really, with the organized crime stories, because those are all the ones I have to share. Just telling these stories, now you understand why. I... Went through therapy, um, years of counseling, years of consulting with psychiatrists and psychologists, years of life coaching, years of um, being in life skills groups within at Beacon College, where I went, where I graduated from. And being in a, you know, being in a psychiatric institution for a weekend, being in a rehabilitation, you know, consulting rehabilitation specialists and consulting um, with trained professionals and spending time at a recovery center, that's why, um, that now you understand those stories. I didn't get to fully tell these stories back then because, like a lot of survivors, repressed memories, survivor guilt, acute stress reactions, hypervigilance, trauma triggers, uh, abuse stressors, um, blocking out certain memories. That's why I didn't get to explain everything that I would, have, that I wanted to, would have liked to. To the trade professionals, So, what I'm here to share is that um, one last thing. This is the one last fucking last crime story that at this time more than any other time previously. There are times where the women criminals and criminals who they killed people who were plotting to kill me. They would laugh. Nightly do the doctor evil laugh loudly. Wow. Choking means spiritedly, evil spiritly, as well as smiling gleefully and creepily, all while shooting those who were trying to shoot me. And they were overkill, just shooting them. So imagine somebody they're already shot dead. But you're shooting at their bodies, their corpse for fun. But you're doing the Doctor Evil laugh. You're cracking horror jokes and you're smiling, showing the your teeth uh, so heartlessly. That's how. That's what would happen whenever they would kill and do overkill. Sometimes they would easily put a hundred rounds into a person they all did at the same time it's like one body on the ground and you have women criminals with their uzis men criminals with their ak-47s and they're all going and they all would do that for fun they were all doing that for fun they usually put like 100 rounds from each gun some they would have um in their hands, the guns, and they would just fire off, and if they lost all pounds of blood, you would see all, you see their livers leaping out of their, their their liver organ leaping out, their brain matter, their fecal matter, their urine, everything on the ground sweat just all their liquid the in their mouth, it was overkill. They did that every time somebody tried to kill me. You know those drive by shooting stories I told you about. I'm referring to that, I'm referring to the other shootings where, you know, men some certain men criminals would walk up to me with a revolver behind their back and the men went for to see that they were already armed with a gun. And they would overkill with that too. I mean, they would do they would laugh they would laugh evilly, smile heartlessly, and joke uh, eerily, sickly, whether it was drive by shootings and just going up to somebody and just shooting. And it happened, all, it, it, it happened many times, and multiple times, too. I just, I remember that world, and uh, I don't glamorize that. I'm just, I express these organized crime episodes for people to know that... And people need to hear me say this. Here's the part where, um, here's the part where I'm gonna use the dictionary. Organized crime is a sickness, illness, disease, disorder, ailment, Affliction, infection, malady, infirmity, indisposition, allergy, bug, virus, wog, nausea, biliousness, queasiness, vomiting, retching, gagging, upset stomach, stomach upset, travel sickness, seasickness, car sickness, air sickness, motion sickness, homesickness, morning sickness, attitude sickness, throwing up, puking, qualms, and worthy of complaints, protests, protestation, objections, statement of dissatisfaction, grievances, charges, accusations, criticisms, cavils, quibbles, grumbles, moans, whines, twines, beefs, gripes, grouses, grouches, whinges, yikes, planks, and remonstrance. when it comes to innocent people against the criminals. Uh, and I really need people to understand that um, to the best of their ability. Organized crime is, uh, means ill health, a disordered, weakened, and unsound condition. That is what organized crime is. It's a nausea disease. It organized crime is a plague. Organized crime is an epidemic. Organized crime is a pandemic. And organized crime is also meaning, unhealthiness, unsoundness. Organized crime is the enemy of health, the enemy of healthiness, the enemy of soundness, the enemy of wellness, the enemy of wholeness, and the enemy of wholesomeness. Um, Organized crime is acute mountain sickness, Sleeping sickness, milk sickness, radiation sickness, decompression sickness, serum sickness. That's how I I, I just look at it. It's a sleeping sickness. It's just... There's no benefits to this sickness. And, um... None of this should be glamorized, none of this should be glorified, none of this should be magnified, none of this should be promoted, none of this should be advertised. I'm sorry, none of this should be glorified, none of this should be magnified, none of this should be glorified again, none of this should be glamorized, none of this should be advertised, none of this should be promoted, none of this should be celebrated. None of this should be elevated. None of this should be upgraded. None of this should be enhanced. Um, And none of this should be... praised. None of this should be worshipped. None of this should be... uh, None of this should be... swept under the rug. None of this should be covered up. And none of this should be... hidden at all. And what I was going to say earlier is... none of this... should be made God. None of this should be turned into God. At all. So... That's what it was like for me to tell these organized crime stories. And I have to say that telling all these organized crime stories, I felt grumpy in my heart. I felt grouchiness in my soul. I felt this throne in my mind. I felt melancholy in my memories, and I felt I felt like I wanted to. commit diarrhea in my body, it's just that all of this uh, organized crime is filthy, nasty, and disgusting. Uh, organized crime, and I've said it before, and I have to say it again, organized crime is deplorable... and horrible. Organized crime is unbearable and terrible.